sitting down with four-time world champion Lonnie Pollister, who had the distance sweep as well as gold and a world record in the 4x200 free relay at these 2022 Short Course World Championships in Melbourne. Um, First of all, you just got home from training. Thank you so much for taking the time (laughs) and sitting down. Uh, You did Pilates at at training this morning. Um, Is that something you guys normally do? Yeah, it's something we kind of threw in um, before World Long Course last year, more for, I guess, like flexibility. Maybe it was just after Long Course. I don't know. It was more for flexibility and kind of like range of movement rather than just going into like a gym and just like stretching at home in our own time. So it's something that's like a little bit more, I guess, like relaxed at training and we all enjoy it on a Friday morning because it's kind of like after a big week, you go in Friday um, sit down and relax and it's more yoga than it is pilates um and then yeah we have like a recovery session after that gym friday afternoon off and then another big one saturday morning nice uh that, i mean that sounds like a pretty cool thing how have you liked that addition of pilates i mean do you feel like it's helped with flexibility do you feel like it's helped in the pool at all yeah i before doing it um was fairly useless in terms of flexibility. I remember sitting at um, World Long Course and watching Molly O'Callaghan, like, she's ridiculously flexible. She used to do cheerleading when she was younger and I would sit and, like, struggle to touch my toes. And I was like, okay, maybe this is something I need to work on. So having Bowley kind of implement that for everyone, I guess, was a blessing for me because I really enjoy it now and find that it's a lot easier to kind of get into, like, a tuck position for turns and, I guess, just movement flexibility in terms of, like, how to rotate and that, that sort of thing with swimming as well. That seems like a, a, a distance person problem to have. Like who needs <laughs> flexibility when all you have to do is grind out meters, yeah. right? <laughs> what I thought, but yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's that's cool. That's an interesting part of training that uh, you've obviously added and it's it's obviously helped. You, It seems like you reaped some of those benefits in Melbourne. Um, going to short course world championships, just give me your initial thoughts. Um, you've had a couple weeks to process the meet. Uh, I think you were in vacation in Bali, Indonesia, which I'd love yep. to hear about also. But you know, what what how have you sat with with that meet and how it went for you? Um, I think going into it, I more than anything just wanted to enjoy the meet. Um, I've been fairly open with everything that I went through in 2021, from you know, heart surgery through to eating disorders and all that sort of thing. So to be able to come back on pool deck and race at three international meets for the year and just enjoy myself being in that environment and around some of the girls that I've looked up to for the longest time um, is more special than a gold medal to me. You know, I think being able to just kind of go on pool deck and not feel, I guess, like insecure or that sort of thing in terms of like racing those girls was, I guess, the biggest um like gain for me from um, that event and then obviously the confidence that comes with racing well I didn't expect to win any of the events by any means um, I was really happy with how the week panned out I PB'd and everything and I know that I still have so much work that I can do in terms of short course because my turns are absolutely awful but um, yeah I'm excited to kind of use that going forward into this long course season I think we've got just under 23 weeks um, until World Long Course starts and we have 157 days until our trials. So I'm fairly aware of everything and how everything sits um, for the year coming up. But we have 
kind of an easier build in to the start of the year because a six month prep is a really long time. Um, so Bowley's being very generous this week and just let us ease back into it very slowly, which is yeah, good. That sounds great. <laughs> easing, <laughs> easing back into training always seems like a, uh, oh, <laughs> a nice transition. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, so going back to that meet, you, you're wanting to come in with confidence. It sounds like you are, uh, the first race is the 400 free. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that morning was like the easiest 400 I've done in my entire life. Like normally when I swim a 400, my stroke rate's fairly high. So like easily like over forties. And I think I was 39 stroke rate and I went maybe like a 359. Um, so I think from that heat, that was like the most nervous I was all week. Um, swimming the 400 because it's the first event and I think everyone feels the same is you don't actually know like what's gonna happen I guess in a way like it's until you have like the first heat done or the first event done it's kind of like really stressful um so doing that heat was good and then the final with Erica Eric and I have a similar long course PB as well so I knew we'd both be very close in terms of the time that we'd swim in the final um but yeah it was good good start 355 I wanted to be closer to a 353 um I just didn't go out I guess hard enough because I didn't back myself with the training and stuff that I had done so I think more than anything I definitely learned a lot of how to race and how I can take the short course lessons into long course events as well mm. uh doing time or swimming timed finals at an international meet like that in, in the 800 mm. and the 1500 what do you think of it? Do you like it? Do you not enjoy it as much? It was kind of odd. Um, but also I have only swum one meet where I had a heat and final for the eight and the 15. Oh, two meets, sorry. Um, and they were both this year. So like junior international events are always like a timed final. So in a way I was kind of used to it because our Australian trials are the same where we have just a timed final for the eight and a timed final for the 15. Um, I think I would have liked to do a heat of probably the eight more so than the 15, because I feel like the eight is a harder event to put together, like technically. Um, and I've struggled with that the whole way, like putting together like an 800 that I'm happy with how I've split both of them. Um, so I think I went out in the 800 in a 401, but then I went out in the 1500 in a 401. So it's harder for me to grasp like mentally the 800 splitting rather than a 1500. Uh, why do you feel like that is, or how would you have wanted to split that 800 better? I want, yeah. Um, at the start of the season, like I wrote down times for myself that I thought were achievable. So if I had have gone off the three, like 53 high or 354, I should have been able to go out under four minutes fairly comfortably. But I just think like I struggled going out harder than I normally would. I think like long course, um, at long course worlds in the 400 free, I went out in a 57 feet on wall and then dropped back to like, ends up being like one minute or 101. So there's like a fairly big like drop for me, which is something that we're working on. Don't stress. But um, yeah, I just think the 1500 is an event that like, you know, it's going to hurt regardless. And same with the 800, but for me, I get to a point where I feel like I'm going to throw up and then it becomes like almost you get over that and it's like you out of body experience in a way, like you kind of don't feel how much it hurts anymore. Um, 
whereas I haven't figured out in the 800 where to like get to that feeling as well so I guess it's more just playing it different meets like going to New South Wales State and seeing if there's a different way to race it to get like a better result out of it but I still think like my 400 and 1500 were better than my 800. <laughs> so uh, like I said earlier you were quadruple gold at this meet 400 800 1500 and four by two was there <clears throat> of those races or just of the whole meet was there a highlight experience for you was there a moment that stuck out um, as being really special or really unique or just a moment that you're going to carry with you? I think there's two. Um, the four by two was insane. I kind of like going into the meet, didn't know who they were going to use because obviously like Meg Harris was on the team. Um, Maddie Wilson, Leah Neal, Molly O'Callaghan, um, Jamie Perkins is a junior swimmer and she went a 157 low at junior pan pack. So they kind of had a number of people that they were going to be able to sub into the final, I guess, depending on form. Um, and then maybe like just after my 800 final, Dean was like, oh, by the way, you're anchoring. So I knew that I was in the relay that morning, but like I wasn't, none of us were told the position that we were going in and we were standing behind the blocks and we were, I was just looking around, like seeing who was going where um, in like what orders as you do from different countries. And I realized that like Taylor Ruff was anchoring from Canada. And I started like freaking out behind the block because I remember like I've watched her for years, obviously, um, growing up. And I had to have like Maddie and Molly trying to like calm me down behind the block. They're like, no, it's fine. You'll be fine. Like you're a senior athlete now. Like you should be confident. And I was just like, oh my God. Um, so that was really cool. And then to split a 152-2 as well, straight off the back of an 800 for me was... I guess helps with confidence again going forward, knowing that I'm able to have a big program and still be able to back up and swim well. And I think for me, the 200 was a better race than the 800 was anyway. And I kind of always like pigeonholed myself as just like, I guess, a heat swimmer for the four by two. So to have that opportunity improve myself and show to the Australian coaches that put me um, in that relay that they're, I guess, able to trust me with it was really cool. And then the 1500 when Dawn um, presented by medal. So She's known my mom longer than I've been born. Um, and they didn't tell me that she was presenting it. And then when I walked out and saw Dawn, I was just so excited. And then obviously asking her to stand on the podium with me, um, knowing that she'd done it in, all throughout her career and maybe have her come and do it one more time and sing the national anthem with me was really special. Yeah. <clears throat> how, how long have you known Dawn? I mean, was she someone who's been you know, just in your life or a part of your swimming career for a while? She was at my christening. So she's known me my like since I was born. Um, and we've done Christmases with her um, up at her family house on the Sunshine Coast. And she calls me once every two weeks and just asks me about training and life and all that sort of thing. So she's been someone that's just been a massive support my whole career. She uh, was at my first age nationals and kind of just had faith in me the whole way along before I realized that I wanted to be um, just a swimmer or just a pool swimmer in terms of choosing between surf lifesaving and um, pool swimming. And she was always so happy for me to do what I wanted to do. And I guess having her support and knowing what she did um, with her career and having her support my mom through my mom's career is kind of something that I didn't expect I would be lucky enough to experience in my career. Yeah. I mean, that's, 
that's a very unique relationship to have with someone, let yeah. alone someone who's had as much success in the same sport as, as you have, um, or as, and as she has, how did that relationship come about? How did, how are her and your mom connected? Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure how they initially met, but I know Dawn was still involved with swimming post her retirement. Um, and then my mom was on the Australian team from, I think, 87 to 91. Um, so Dawn was still involved in swimming through that and through my mom's swimming career. And then when my mom retired, they just stayed in contact somehow. Um, and I think through that is how they formed their relationship. And they were really close through swimming with different things that happened in their lives and their careers. Um, and then yeah just kept it moving forward which is really special for the both of them as well I think my mum had her as a mentor in a similar way that I have her as a mentor now and have my mum as a coach my mum and a mentor um but yeah I'm not 100% sure how they actually met or what the story is is why they're so close it might be something that I have to ask them Uh, I mean regardless that again that's that's just super cool and super unique that you're able to have like you said two uh, female mentors in your career and your life, um, that are so connected to you and so close. So after the world championships, you go to Bali, tell me about that. So yeah. Did you have this vacation plan for a while? We'll get, put me there, set Um, me up. Yeah. (laughs) So my best friend, I've known her since I was like five years old. Um, her name's Jenea. She kayaks. So she's been on like youth Olympic kayaking teams and her family would go to Bali I think like once a year or once like they go on family holidays overseas fairly often um and I don't know if I'm whatever she broke up with her boyfriend he was meant to be going and then it was probably June of this year just before I went away for world long course and then she was talking to me about Bali and I was like oh like maybe I'll convince my family to come over like we can do like a joint family um holiday whatever and then she was like well if they say no you can just come with us and then so I asked my mom about it and she was like oh like we probably won't go but like you're more than welcome and it was my first Christmas away from my parents which was really sad I had a little cry on Christmas day um because I missed them but I think it was really good to get away and kind of just go and sit and do nothing I at home like feel the need to constantly do something or I guess I'm always like active in a certain way. Um, so if I go on holidays, I'm a, we're doing this at this time. We're going to go this place. We're going to go this place and this place. But because it wasn't me organizing it, I kind of just had to go with the flow. And if that was them being like, okay, we're going to go sit at the pool at 10 a.m. for as long as we want. That was just what I had to do. So it was nice to go and sit and actually be forced to relax and literally just think about nothing. Um, I tried to surf a couple times and still uncoordinated so we're just going to stick to swimming um in that side of it and then at our friend's hotel there was a diving board um and I posted it on Instagram a couple of times with me trying to do a backflip and I just couldn't commit to like looking backwards and jumping the right way and it's the same as when I swim backstroke like I get real uncomfortable like not being able to see where I'm going I don't know why I just always have been real like weird about it um and just failed so many times trying to do this backflip But yeah, it was just a lot of me kind of sitting, talking about like the year, what 
her goals are for her sport. She was still training the whole time. We are away. Like, she'd get up at 5 a.m. and go for a 6K run and then go to the gym and then we'd get breakfast and then she'd go and paddle a surfboard for, like, three hours. So she was so active while we were away. But it was nice for me to kind of, like, sleep in. She'd come and get me after gym and we'd go to breakfast. Um, and just, yeah, for me it was a massive reset and I – spoke to my mom a couple times like on Christmas and that sort of thing but really tried to just get away from having swimming in my mind like at all man I'm jealous <clears throat> that sounds <laughs> uh really cool um yeah. a couple things a couple things you said really resonate with me it was my first Christmas not with my parents as well so I feel you there um, it's it's <laughs> Yeah, it's different, definitely. And uh, so I hear you there. But also, it's it's so important, right? Especially as athletes, as swimmers, who are just kind of always training or always doing things, you kind of get into this routine and rhythm and mindset of like, all right, I have to be constantly getting better or, or constantly moving forward. It's just like, just chill, just go sit by the pool. Yeah for yeah. however long <laughs> so Bowley sent me an article like the midweek of racing while I was down in Melbourne and the last point in it I think says like get away from sport and then there's a big paragraph about it after so I think it's nice to have someone that's like telling me to do that sort of thing even though he knows that like when I come back I have to go back into training and go back into a routine and do like extra little things um we've only swum but so after tomorrow morning, we've done six two and a half K sessions and that's it. And then gym on top of it. So I I'm swimming like nothing and I feel really lazy. So I'm going and doing like different things that I wouldn't normally be able to do. So like I'm starting to run a little bit more, which for me, like I did when I was really young and I'd go and run like five or six K twice a week just for like a higher aerobic capacity, I guess like like conditioning and that sort of thing. So I'm starting that back up again. And I think it's a perfect time to be able to implement it while I'm not under heavy load in the pool. Um, and then I'm starting to go and do like surf lifesaving again and going down and training with friends and still staying active, but not in a way that's putting so much stress on my body or stress in my mind about like having to train super well so that it's like benefiting me in a way it's more fun and just social and making sure that I am staying active because like I do, I still swim distance free. I can't, in my head, I can't justify not doing a lot because I'm scared that I'm not going to be fit. <laughs> Which uh, it's understandable. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I swear in your races, I feel like I'd be in the same boat. But uh, that's really cool, especially to have a coach that supports getting, you know, stepping away at the appropriate time and, and just clearing yeah. your mind. Um, which brings me to a point I wanted to get to, which is, uh, I don't remember how long you've been with Michael Bull at this point, but you are training with him. Uh, you know, you kind of made it through this year, right? Um, under his tutelage, how would you analyze how that's going so far? Yeah. So I'm really lucky that I have both of them still. So at the end of 2021, um, we, Swimming Australia made these like hubs. So they had different performance-based hubs. There's one on the Sunshine Coast, um, one in Brisbane, one on the Gold Coast. I think there's one in New South Wales and then one in Victoria. So there's like a couple spread around um, and there's a head coach and then the head coach has an assistant coach. And Bowley asked um, Janelle or my mom 
to be his assistant. So I still have both of them on full deck, which is super special um, because I wanted my mum to be part of my journey the whole way along. But for me, like I needed, I guess like a little bit of change after the year that 2021 was, I almost gave it away. I wanted nothing to do with it. And then I had a conversation with my mum at home and I think she was ready just as a mum, not as a coach, like for me to just step away from it because she didn't want to see me heartbroken again. Um, and then I found out Mac Horton was moving to our squad after the Olympics in 21. Um, Bowen Goff was moving. Josh Edward-Smith, who's one of my best friends, was moving as well from WA. And then I slowly was allowed to start doing like 1K a day and it would be 2050s on two minutes with fins on because I wasn't allowed to get my heart rate over 120 because of the whole like post-viral fatigue process. So I was swimming so slow. Um, and then Kaylee McEwen and Brendan Smith came and trialed and it was kind of like, why not give this another opportunity when there's so many people coming to the squad to train with Bowley um, to give them the best opportunity to make another Olympic team. And I thought it would be, I guess, stupid to like waste that opportunity and give away the sport. So I told myself I'd give it one more year um, to try and make the senior team. And if I didn't make it, I would look at coming over and doing college and just <laughs> enjoying swimming for the sake of enjoying swimming in a team environment where it's less pressure than making like, an, like a senior team, like going to world champs and that sort of thing, but st still being able to do NCAAs and still doing the sport and still being involved in it. So they all moved and then... Clyde Lewis also moved. And now this year, I think Bowley's had 12 out of 20 on the senior team, which is just insane. I think there's only other, the only other program that's similar to that is um, Dean Boxall in Brisbane. So if you look at the two programs, they're fairly even on like team numbers, like on the team, um, which is just crazy. And for me to look at it from, the position that I was in in 2021 in December and having probably the shortest prep of my entire life to go to a trials and swim best times that I hadn't even like been anywhere near since 2019 was, I guess, not to kick up the bum, but what I needed to kind of enjoy the sport again and be in love with it and just want to go on pool deck and race for the sake of racing instead of racing with the fear that I wasn't going to be good enough. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, Clyde Lewis is my guy. I have to, I have to give he's him a shout the, out. He's, yeah, I love Clyde. <laughs> um, I love Clyde. He, uh, yeah, we we got to spend some time together in 2019 at uh, at ISL in Budapest. So he's yeah. he's oh, my he's favorite. So um, so yeah, I'm I'm I'm, <laughs> <excited>. <laughs> I'm so yeah, I'm so happy to hear that he's in your group. But yeah, I mean, it sounds like a monster training group. It sounds like things have gone well and continued to go well for you. Um, I can't believe that you were, I'm like, I'm a little sad though. Cause you were going to, you were thinking about coming to America, uh, to go to college. Did you have schools in mind at all? Or did you have places you wanted to look at? Um, when, I looked at it before, like I went into year 12 as well. So I started looking at different programs and different schools when I was still in year 11, which was in 2018. So it was something that I'd thought about because my mom was offered a scholarship when she was swimming to USC. And she said it's the one regret she has from her swimming career is not going and doing college. And I was like, well, maybe I'll think about it. Um, 
And I think it's hard because there's not a lot of Australian swimmers on the senior team that are training in college. And I think that's the one thing that I was scared about was if I went away and didn't end up like progressing more. Um, So the colleges I looked at when I was in year 11 was Stanford initially when Katie was still swimming there. Um, And then last year when I was thinking about it, the only three that kind of popped up were Florida, um, Texas and Arizona. So there were just like a couple of different groups that I would and still would love to have the opportunity to go and train with for like a month or a couple of weeks. Um, just for something different. I have so much respect for so many of the American athletes and I'm so lucky that I got to meet so many of them at world champs and world short course. And I guess just get to know them as people and not just athletes. I think that brings the level of respect up so much more as you see what they do in the pool and then you meet them as people outside of the pool. And I get so excited when I see them swimming well in different races and whatnot. Like I was heartbroken that I was fourth um, in the 400 free at world long course, but was also so happy for Leah Smith because of the year that she had in 2021 and then for her to come back and be third. So as much as I was sad for myself, I was so happy for her to be able to swim well at the same time, which when you're in, at, like when your competitors is, competitors is an odd feeling, but yeah, it's yeah weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and that's I think that's the cool thing about um, sport and swimming right now in this day and age is that it's a lot more personable than it might have been ten or twenty years ago, and you can have that perspective of I'm going to be really competitive when I'm competing, but when I'm done competing, we can be friends. You know, we don't have to be huge rivals if we actually get along as as people outside of, (laughs) outside of sport. Yeah. I think media makes it hard as well. Um, Cause yeah, I don't know. Media is always like portrays things in a certain light. And then you have people saying whatnots. And I think it is hard to be able to be like super, close with all of your rivals and that sort of thing but if you have like a mutual understanding and I kind of eventually get along it's nice I think I've grown up a lot in the past year and matured in the way that I look at my competitors comparatively to what I did when I was maybe like 16 or 17 so it's nice to start forming relationships with people um, on the Australian team as well that I compete against and obviously internationally at the same time yeah yeah I It makes me happy to hear that. That's, that's super cool. Um, okay. You're not coming to the NCAA, whatever. (laughs) I'm not bitter. Uh, Am I too old now? I'm 20. (laughs) No, we could probably sneak you in The The rules are pretty flexible. (laughs) I don't know, but (laughs) 25 for one year. We'll see. (laughs) Seriously. We, I'm sure, I'm sure crazier things have happened in the NCAA. (laughs) Um, well, Lonnie, I appreciate you taking the time to sit down and chat. Thank you for your time. Congrats on the success in Melbourne and just your continued success in training. Any parting thoughts before we sign off? I think we covered it. I think it's pretty good. I'm yeah, super grateful for everything that, you know, um, swimming's brought for last year and everything that I got to experience. And yeah, it's very grateful for the team I have around me that I guess allowed me to perform my best every day again and put me back in a position where I was able to love the sport and love competing. And 
I guess, continue to have fun with it.